This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin, serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Our reading from the Daily Office today is John chapter 6, verses 15 through 27. Now let us begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to John. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing, When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there. They also saw that Jesus had not gotten into the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. But some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal." The Gospel of our Lord. Success can be a funny thing. In a predictable response to his preaching, teaching, substantial feeding, and effective healing of the people gathered before him on the eastern shore, a seemingly desperate crowd morphs into a mob a mob determined to make Jesus king. 
but a king of this world, as a Messiah, but a political one, to overthrow Rome even. They tried to make Jesus king by force, we are told. But Jesus' wants and likes are not the same as the crowd's. That is because Jesus' authority is not of this world. His reign in this world is contrary to expectations. Jesus' reign is rooted in love, grace, mercy, and peace, and truth, completely opposed to aggression and violence and lies. So he flatly rejects their ambitions for him, withdrawing, retreating, escaping to the mountain to be by himself. In the meantime, his disciples have sailed for Capernaum on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus waits for nightfall to catch them up by walking to them by the shortest straight line path, of course, which happens to be on the water. Now, my lack of understanding of this miracle, you know, not getting the physics of it, or rather the suspension of physics, does not really matter because what the Apostle John is presenting to us is that Jesus and his message is greater than any political ruler we have ever known. True. Jesus' reign is such that he is actually in tune with, inherently part of creation of nature, and transcends those laws that govern us. You could say that it is a sign, a symbol, a signal of another kind of existence. So now, as Jesus comes to the disciples, who are about three or four miles out now, he hops in the boat, calms the storm. Then, when he assuages their fears they suddenly arrive at destination Capernaum. Now, do you think there's a connection there between being afraid or not and getting where one needs or wants to go? Well, anyway, guess what? After all of this, the crowd follows them in their boats, show up clamoring for, <laughs> for more free food, more bread, more, please. But a frustrated Jesus knows the score and says to them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. I wonder what they thought of that. Jesus is their bread, their sustenance, their soul food, their spiritual food. To make that point, Jesus continues, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus is making a direct and obvious reference to the Exodus experience described in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, which goes like this. God humbled you by letting you hunger, then feeding you with manna, with which neither you nor your ancestors were acquainted, in order to make you understand that one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, remember, the manna only lasted a day at a time. The bread 
Jesus miraculously gave the people on the eastern shore and also the daily ration of manna from heaven given to the people as they wandered in the wilderness have this in common. They are both perishable. They're perishable. They are both temporary. Their fulfillment of human need is temporal and transient. Now, in contrast, Jesus and his message of love is permanent, transcends the temporal, fulfilling an even more needful and basic hunger, that of life truly fulfilled, of eternal life even. To quote Pierre Talhard de Chardin, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. The only authentic way to live is listening to Jesus and embrace his message of love. That would be the only thing that makes sense to a spiritual being. Later in his gospel book, John is even more definitive with this well-known quote from Jesus. It's rather lengthy, but bear with me. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And then Jesus continues, I am amused to think in a kind of a Ripley's believe it or not kind of manner. Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. We are all on a spiritual pilgrimage in the wilderness of this life. Some of us hold on to belief and need regular refueling of the spiritual bread and wine for that matter. Others are more materially minded, stuffing themselves well with bread of a different sort and cannot believe or maybe manage to fake it, feigning belief in the claims of Jesus and his message, the message being love God and love one another. Frederick Beekner makes a distinction between literal and spiritual bread by saying this, We don't live by bread alone, but we also don't live long without it. To eat it is to acknowledge our dependence both on food and on each other. It also reminds us of other kinds of emptiness that not even the blue plate special can touch. Amen. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim, we proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us 
to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now let us pray the collect for the feast day of the baptism of our Lord, which was this last Sunday. Father in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Let us now take some time, pausing our worship together if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, especially for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray the collect for the human family from page 815 of the prayer book. O God, you made us in your own image and you redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us, unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us continue to pray the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice from page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart and especially the hearts of the people of this land that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now let us pray the concluding collect from page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture in the breaking of bread. 
Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now, go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.